This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready, and for this episode, I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1998 to look at Bruce Willis's action, adventure, sci-fi, asteroid movie, and that is Armageddon. And joining me today for the show is my good buddy, Kung Fu Dave. Dave, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hello, RJ. How are you doing? Not too bad, mate. I mean, I don't want to timestamp the evidence, um, the episode, the evidence. Um, but you know, with a little ease of lockdown, mate, I just went out, had a little spin in the old car, felt a little bit like John Wick, you know, with my leather jacket on, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, treated myself to a anti-social distance cheeseburger <laughs> with my <Aww>. car. <laughs> <laughs> I so. think you sent me a picture of it, didn't you? It looked, it looked pretty, uh, pretty tasty, to be honest. So. Yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm, that is a tasty cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I wash this cheesy, tasty burger down with this beverage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's another film we have to cover at sometime as well. Is it Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. Which, um, banging film. Also stars Bruce Willis. But how about yourself, mate? How are you doing? You um. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, well, obviously today is, is the day we can all go for a beer mm. in the in yeah. the uh, in the beer gardens of the pub, isn't it? So, so later on, later on after today's uh, recording, I'm going to be uh, heading to the pub with some, yeah. some friends. Nice. And, um, treat yourself to a nice beer, mate. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Yeah. Long I didn't wake up this morning and thought, oh god, it's it's snowing, isn't it? But it sort of seems to have brightened up a bit now. So yeah, it'll I'll- be. Uh, I was um, I was going to go out treasure hunting this morning for a little bit before the show, but I decided not to. I wimped out, mate. Looked out the window oh, and I thought, just, it's too cold, you know what I mean? So I just thought, go and make myself a nice cup of tea. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought, do a few bits around the house and uh, took the car out, like I say. A little bit of a cheeseburger before recording and here we are now, talking about Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What a, what a film, honestly. Like, oh man. So, talking about arm again. What we'll do? We we'll jump into this. Um, we'll get onto the space shuttle. Um, fly off to that asteroid, which is totally nuts. Uh, we'll play you a trailer, and we'll see you soon. What hit us? Small asteroid fragments. This morning. How big were those? Those were nothing. The size of basketballs and Volkswagens. This new one you're tracking, how big? It's the size of Texas, Mr. President. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Half the world will be incinerated by the heat blast. And the rest will freeze to death in nuclear winter. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. 
Hitting a rock from the outside will do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? How? We drill. We bring in the world's best deep core driller. The United States government has just asked us to save the world. We're talking about space, right? Outer space? This is like deep blue hero stuff. I'm there. I'm with you. Beat me up, Scotty. I want all of you listening to know that everything that can be done to wage this terrible battle is being called into service. May we all see these events through with the courage worthy of this challenge. All right, flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Booster, go flight. GMC, go flight. Hey, Harry, you know we're sitting on four million pounds of fuel, one nuclear weapon, and a thing that has 200,000 moving parts built by the lowest bidder. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? gentlemen you're warriors up there you're already heroes just sit back and enjoy the ride the dreams of an entire planet are focused on the 14 brave souls traveling into the heavens astronauts welcome to space it's about time i haven't thrown up in about an hour let's start praying about right now listen this is a kick-ass ride touchstone pictures presents Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, and Steve Buscemi. Just hold on! Directed by Michael Bay. And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis of this film is after discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. It's an action-adventure sci-fi. It's a PG-13 it's got a 151 minute runtime. It's got a 6.7 on IMBD, and it was directed by Michael Bay, who likes lots of explosions and actions and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, but Dave, I'm again, mate. When did you first hmm. watch this movie? Um, you know what? Hmm. I think it was probably in the year 2000. I think I watched it, <laughs> and right. So I, just, I think it was just one of the many videos that we had in our collection at home. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it was quite. There's a lot going on in this film, isn't there? Let's be honest. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. And as a young man, you know, or young boy then, um, you know, it was, it was crazy. Like it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. The amount of stuff that goes on. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it back then, and I obviously watched it the other day to come on the show and talk to you, RJ, about it. So. And again, it's, it's been a while since I've watched it. So, yeah, absolutely blown away again. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, this is what happens when you've got Michael Bay, um, who, you know, done the Transformers movies. Uh, before that, he also did uh, Bad Boys. Um, he did The Rock, which is um, a favourite of mine, with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. 
Um, then he went on to go and do Pearl Harbor, but generally he is a guy who does love all the action and explosions. Um, and you pretty much get your 10 bucks worth, don't you, when you go to the cinema and watch a film of his. Yeah. Um, you've also got uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, um, and he's been involved in absolutely every movie you could imagine in the 90s and the 2000s. So Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, National Treasure, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, like I say, The Rock, uh, Bad Boys. Um, so he's teamed up with Michael Bay for this film, and this is kind of what happens, you know. You get this sort of explosive type movie, which is... Again, you can put the plot on a on a napkin as well, can't you? You know, you could imagine that, <laughs> you know, Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay were probably in an office somewhere in Hollywood, and they were like, maybe Jerry Bruckheimer was saying, "Hey, Mike, just wait there a second before you get in the lift," <laughs> and then Mike Mike's gone. It's okay, just get in the lift with me. And he's like, "I've got a plot for a movie." And it, by the time he's got down onto the sort of next level, he's probably just giving him the plot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Asteroid's going to destroy Earth, and I'm going to send a load of oil drillers up to go and destroy it. And he's just gone, yeah, okay, we'll make it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, all right, mate. Blimey, what's that about? You know? <laughs> yeah. Just talking about um, production team there. I mean, you mm. uh, you mentioned Michael Bay and um, the other chap, but I did when I was. No, going through the credits today, it's all J.J. Abrams' name on there. Yes, yeah, that's a good shout. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a bit... I didn't, I didn't know he had anything to do with this film, but um, obviously he's notable for the more recent Star Wars films, isn't he, and Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and I, this was you know, quite a while ago when this film was made. Um, so he's obviously... I don't know, mate. I did see aspects of, um, you know, Star Wars sort of... Star Trekky themes going on in this film, and we'll get to the bottom of that later on in the show. But um, yeah, we'll talk about it a bit more later. But yeah, there's definitely aspects of the scenery while they're in space that you could see in in uh, Abrams' Star Wars films. So, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what it is with JJ. So it's 1998. Um, so JJ Abrams had hit the platform for a TV show called Lost. And yeah, that's that was like phenomenal when that came out, and then that had his name stamped all over it, um, and then that put him onto the platform. And then, like you just said, he did. He went on to go and do Star Trek, and then he did another film called Cloverfield, mm. which is a bit like a sort of Godzilla type movie, isn't it? Like found footage. Um, and then all of a sudden, I think J.J. Abrahams become this guy who kind of had like a bit of a plot twist in his movies as well before he did Star Trek so with Cloverfield it was like you know um, all he all he did was release the poster and that was it and you didn't know anything right. else apart from that movie and then when you watched it it kind of had like um, it found footage which was kind of new then with Blair Witch and all that sort of stuff a little bit of a segue for JJ but he's certainly definitely worth a mention so it's kind of mm. interesting, like you said, it's interesting how um, you get films like Armageddon and you think about Michael Bay, but then when you really look into it, you start seeing names like JJ and you think, oh, he's detached this film. And then these guys who were just doing a couple of little screenplays here and there suddenly get their big break and become 
the next big director. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of almost like, you know, if you are just that guy who's doing a couple of scripts, just wait your turn because eventually, I think that, and that's quite, I'm glad you brought this up because that's quite a common theme in Hollywood. Um, you only get really a limited time as a director or actor, I find. You get this sort of 15 minutes of fame and then someone else comes along. And, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a few friends that work in the. Yeah, you were saying, yeah. You'd be interested. You might, I've got a friend that is a director. Um, but my, my other half is a, a TV producer as well. So she, you know, she, she's worked, she doesn't work on films like we talk about, but, yeah. you know, she, if they make mistakes and make things that are bad, mm. um, then your name's sort of tarnished, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to yeah, you've got to make something good. I mean, my friend James Nunn, he's a he's a, a director. He, yeah, he's, he made um, he's worked on a number of films, but he's worked on. He was telling me the day actually. He said, "Look, he was offered. He's made two films this year. I, I won't go into what they're called because um, you know, they're yet to be released. But um, he's yeah, he's, he's he was saying to me if he was offered to make another film." towards the end of this year and he read the script and said oh you know I don't like it and he was saying look if I, if I went and made made this film for the money great I'd have some money but it, it would you know it might dampen my uh, my career so oh, it's just right. sort of understandable isn't it you know yeah I totally respect be... yeah I totally respect that yeah it's um, to make and I, and I think that's like the big bar, bugbearer today certainly for fans is we don't necessarily care about how much money that film's made. It's all about, is it a good film? You know, yeah, and yeah. that's at the end of the day, that's the important thing for the fans. I know, I know the producers and that need to make the money and whatever, or distributors. But the most important thing is, is this a film actually any good? Um, so yeah, I totally get that. But yeah, a little shout out to uh, James, James Nunn, isn't it? I'm going to try and get him onto the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love, I love a great. chat with him. Yeah, because he worked on um, was it forty seven meters down, the short movie. Yeah, he, he uh, yeah he made he made that. It was the second uh, assistant director on that, I think. Yeah, that'd be good um, to have a chat to him about that because because um, there's an awful lot of short movies about, and obviously a little shout out to uh, my good buddy Dan Bone. He's probably watched most of those. Um, <laughs> I actually thought forty seven meters down was a little bit of a standout. In a genre that's kind of been saturated, um, but it's not a bad film. You know, it's quite a good, good, good movie. It's quite suspenseful. Um, you know, you're sort of on the edge of your seat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a good story to it as well. And obviously, the second one that came out on Netflix, which is 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, I think. Yeah, that's it, Uncaged, and that's not, doesn't star Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting if it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Nicholas Cage looking like some sort of surfer dude <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> well, he's, he's played every other character, hasn't he? So right, he's played pretty much. Yeah, I can just see him do that. You know, I'll catch you that shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm gonna go and save the fucking day. Right, Nick Cage. Can you imagine Nick Cage in Armageddon as well? Yeah. Oh my word, yeah, blimey. Instead of it being Bruce Willis, you, you just have to say, I think you just have to go with Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage, going, going up to Blarvan National. 
But talking about the cast in this film, it's pretty good. Um, you've got a very young Ben Affleck in here. Uh, Liv Tyler, which also has a connection with the song that's in this movie. Obviously, I don't want to miss a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Willis is really good in this film as well, I think. You know, it's quite a good good movie for him. Um, Owen Wilson, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly like a sort of popcorn type movie. And the other thing I was going to mention here with this film is that I actually like the first half rather than the last half. So it's I love the build up to the point where you know there's an asteroid that's gonna blow up the earth, but then you've got to try and get everybody together. And yeah. everybody's trying to work out what's how they're gonna sort of blow it up and then you've got the the banter between the oil drillers and that, you know, and they're very sort of ch- chilled and laid back, aren't they, you know? Sort of Harry Stamp yeah. Harry Stamper, you know. Yeah, you know, it's like, I've never given up yet. <laughs> I'll never let you yeah. down, you know, <laughs> that sort of it, stuff. Uh, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's like getting the peasants involved, isn't it, with, the, um, you know, some serious secret works. Like, you know, it's, I remember in the film itself, it start, obviously starts with, um, well, it's just it's sort of, Asteroids coming down to Earth, isn't it? And New York, and mm. um, obviously, find out there's this big asteroid going to hit the Earth and, and kill everyone. Um, and then it goes to the oil rig, doesn't it? And yeah, you've got Ben Affleck obviously having it, having it off with um, Harry Stamper's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's running around the oil rig trying to shoot him, which is, and you just think, blimey, you know, he's sending these these guys into space to try and save the world. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Like Harry Stamper, he's like, he's playing a little bit of golf, isn't he, on the old oil rig, isn't he? You know, just sort of like you do. And helicopters come flying over, don't they? And like I say, he's trying to shoot Ben Affleck, and he, for sleeping with his daughter and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> isn't it? You know? and, and then you've got um, Steve Buscemi. He was great in this film. He's just like the... Uh, he's a he's an intelligent bloke, but he's also a little bit unhinged at the same time, isn't he? You know. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's he likes hookers and drugs. And yeah, that's and it. Yeah. And then on the, on the on the flip side, he's really clever, isn't he? Yeah, very um, clever. He's um, oh, what is he? He's like a geologist, isn't he? Um, and the funny thing is, the way it was sold to him as a as a you know an actor. He saw it on paper as a heroic geologist, and I think he thought this was a, a serious role. When he saw asteroids, he thought he was going to play the hero type thing, and he thought, "I've I've played because before this he was in Con Air playing like a psychopath, um, and he's and he was in Reservoir Dogs, you know, and he thought I'll just have a little bit of a change, you know, I'll play a hero, yeah, <laughs> and then they've got sort of gone." And I think the writers have gone, oh, because it's Steve Buscemi. Oh, he's played a... Oh, let's turn this character into a bit of a, you know, bit of a unhinged, you know, wants to sleep with hookers and gambles and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he can't get away with it. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to haunt him, in it? Well, for his career. Yeah. 
But like I so say, that's what I like about all the characters. It's it the way this film's set up. It, I think it's probably one of my draws is that I just think itself. It's kind of cool to think that there's an asteroid coming to Earth, and then there's a load of oil drillers that are going to go up and blow it up. And I yeah. now I've got um. <laughs> I've got a lot of American friends through podcasting and listeners and, you know, hello guys, if you're listening to this, and I don't mean anything by this, but I generally think this is the American way to deal with shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We've got a problem. We've got a, got a fucking asteroid coming down. Let's nuke that bastard. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, if it was in England, we'd be the guys, we'd be the dude with the sails, wouldn't we? Oh, we'd try and sort of get some sails up there and try and get it to float away. Yeah, yeah we would, yeah. The, Amer- the Americans, let's go, <laughs> let's go nuke this fucker. <laughs> let's be heroes. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's, it's typical, and it's great, it works, but there's like the scenes when they're walking towards the shuttle, isn't it? And you've got like some... FA-18 jets flying over. Got a load of soldiers running around with guns. Mm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, guys are going out into space, you know, but we just get a load of soldiers running about with guns and parading and we get some, like, helicopters flying over and FA-18s and all that sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> They should have had um, they should have had Aerosmith there as well, shouldn't they? On stage, just playing a few tunes while they're getting on the show. <laughs> yeah, really great, wouldn't it? I mean, add to the American Americanization of, of what, what's going on. Yeah, but, but like I say, like I say, the, the the guys, more American friends, through podcasts. I think they'll totally get that as well. Because I know we'll be having this conversation of that on the show as well. So, um, but yeah, this is it. You know. Um, You've also got Betty Bob Thornton in this movie. Um, he plays uh, NASA executive, doesn't he? Like Truman. And, yeah. Um, I thought he was pretty good in this movie as well. Um, something different for him. He's basically the guy who is trying to explain what's going on um, in this crazy movie, shall we say. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, everybody else is kind of like... Like I say, you've got Owen Wilson running around in his horse. Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> stripping off and then Will Patton sort of like, you know, you gotta stick that thing up my arse. But then you got sort of <laughs> Betty Bob Faulkner's just kind of going, trying to sort of level things out a little bit, isn't he? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, God, it's crazy, isn't it? I think, uh, I remember there's obviously because Billy Bob Thornton's character's got uh, got all these guys together, hasn't he? He's had the yeah. idea that you know we need to drill a hole into this asteroid and, and put a load of nukes in there um, to save the save the world. And mm. who's best to do it than oil drillers? Um, and then obviously he's put this idea to the, the higher higher authorities, and they've been like, "Oh, fine, go go ahead with it. And yeah, let's do that." Um, and then I remember this bit. Um, it, it really made me laugh. It was, I mean, I don't know if the language is probably appropriate in this day and age, but um, what does he say? There's that Air Force commander, isn't there? And I think Bruce Willis is like, oh, you know, we, <laughs> we'll do this, um, but we don't want to pay like tax or we, you know, we 
when all our criminal convictions overturned and oh yeah that's um, right yeah that's it yeah it's great um is it he said uh rock hound wants eight track tapes to come back yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and he says uh he wants the luxury seat at the and he's trying to say get the white horse like that and he's gone the white house Luxury suite of the White House, like that, with the president. <laughs> the White House, 15 yeah, days. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's little bits day. like that it just make this film magic, really, isn't it? You know, it's just great. Um, but yeah, I think I'll be going for that as well. You know, I think I'll probably be going for a lot more than that, actually. You know, when I come back and save the world, yeah. Um, but, I mean, well, you can't really deny it, can you, I suppose? You nah, think. nah, that's it. Nah, I think I mean, you'd be looked you'd be... after. Definitely, yeah. Be more than millionaires, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but um, there was... Now, NASA actually treated this movie as a training exercise as well, and I think we had this conversation the other day, didn't we, talking about this movie. And they've picked up on 168 errors, and I'm sure they have, um, saying that, you know, you can do this, you can do that. And then Ben Affleck came out and made the important point, I think, on set saying... You know, why have we got to send all drillers up? Why can't we just treat, you know, teach the astronauts how to sort of plunge a hole into it, you know? And I think Michael Bay's gone. Ben, just go away. It's all right. <laughs> Don't bring Fort Side out onto the set, mate, you know? <laughs> well, it's probably, Michael Bay's probably gone to Ben Affleck, said, mate, honestly, do not honestly bring any logic onto this film. This film is absolutely batshit crazy. Don't even try to stop. No, but I could just imagine him saying that, saying, Ben. Please don't try to bring any sort of logic onto this film because it ain't like that. <laughs> Had to be like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh dear. But um. So yeah, the other thing I like is when they get into space as well is that they meet the um, Russian astronaut, and as if this film doesn't need any more comic relief basically isn't it and he, he is great isn't it because he's like I think he's there looking at all these controls isn't he, in the space station and he says to Owen Wilson and Ben Affleck and Ben goes well what's that and he says oh it's just the um, device that we got hovering over America with all the nukes you know I'm just here waiting to press the button <laughs> like Ben Affleck they're like oh right okay. oh no it's Steve he's semi and he's told he goes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's uh, yeah because they've been put in this sort of world that they've never you know well and they probably never would have dreamed of experiencing would they you know, sort of oil riggers no no is it no but it's funny you say that because like they've obviously they're all very skilled at what they do because i remember there's a that scene where they're all like yeah well you know they all sit in the boardroom at the uh, NASA, yeah. Yeah. and they're all like, "Yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it." And then it's almost like the the A team, aren't they? Because they've got like, you know, they're all getting involved. Of they need to modify the drill to make it better, and they all know they all know their jobs. Um, and you've got, you know, Bruce Willis who's like leading the, the group, but you've got, um, you know, the young sort of whippersnapper Ben Affleck, haven't you? And, yeah. They all know what they're doing. They all, yeah, they all look for it, and you know, they're, yeah, they're just all sort of a unsavoury bunch of characters. But 
you know, you've got to, got to love them, haven't you? You've got to trust them. And love yeah, them. I so. think, um, <laughs> like I say, the A team's probably a good way to describe it because they, like I say, all got different skills, haven't they? And there's a bit where Harry finds out that these plans for this drill have actually been taken by NASA and he didn't know about it. Because yeah. he turns <laughs> up and it's like, you know, what do you, and they go, what do you think of this drill? He goes, yeah, it's pretty cool considering I designed it. <laughs> you know, and um, this is, I picked up on this the other day, um, so I mentioned it to you, he actually says, because Jason Isaacs is in this film, he's very good Jason Isaacs as an actor, um, and Bruce Willis goes, yeah, well, it's not all cams and te- te- techniques and stuff like that, Mr. Wizard, <laughs> doesn't he, you know, and obviously Jason oh, yeah. Isaacs goes yeah. on to play uh, Lucius Malfoy in... Um, Harry Potter but this is all pre-Harry yeah. Potter so it's just interesting he came out and said that um, which is cool Armageddon uh, predicted that Jason Isaacs would be in Harry Potter yeah <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a wizard when you get older Jason <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah just need Hagrid to turn up now don't you yeah. on a motorbike <laughs> So right, I've just sorted out that asteroid for you. Flew <laughs> <laughs> into space. Yeah, I'll take Wait care of that. One, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So uh, on his motorcycle. Um, but, but you know, saying that, uh, the the type of movie that you got it, if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's it, it's that crazy a movie. You know that. Um. So then. You've got, like I say, they, they, like I say, the, the part of the movie where it's all kind of like leading up to it is probably my favourite bit. And even Michael Bay said that he felt like he just rushed the ending a little bit because when yeah. they actually get into space, it is really sort of like, oh my god, you know, it's like some of them are. Was it Steve Buscemi starts suffering with a bit of space dementia, doesn't he? He starts going a bit yeah. crazy. Um, he gets onto like a some sort of machine gun in space and he's trying to shoot the asteroid. Shoot yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this. You know, I've got a machine gun, you know. Let's shoot it. <laughs> so stupid, isn't it? I mean, and then, yeah, they obviously start doing it, don't they, in space. But like you said, the, the sort of scenes in space were, you know, relatively quick, weren't they? I mean... They get into space, they go to the Russian space station. This is where it starts getting a bit crazy because they, they start fueling up the um, the spaceships, don't they? And then all of a sudden the uh, the Russian space station starts to blow up. Yeah. And then uh, AJ, or is it AJ? Yeah, Ben Affleck's stuck on the, um, stuck on the Russian space station. And, yeah. You know, they all sort of escape and then he's still stuck on there and he managed to, manages to jump on the... Um, uh, I think he was on the. There's two spaceships. There's yeah, the so you got the, and the Independence. I think he gets yeah, onto was, the Independence. I think, or was it the Freedom? I think um, he was on the Independence, wasn't it? Mm, that's it. Um, and then, yeah, they, they get away from the blowing up um, space station, slingshot around the moon, don't they? Yeah, and then they've got slingshot. an experience like, is it nine Gs or eight eight points of Gs uh, for? For ten minutes or something, yeah, <laughs> It'll kill you. I think. <laughs> I think that's where um, again, Steve Buscemi comes out and says, "Hey, I saw the one with the uh, the coyote 
in the Roadrunner, isn't it? Where he gets like spring catapulted. He goes, oh, yeah. I saw. He goes, I saw that, and it didn't work out too well for the coyote. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's a pretty good way to explain this, you know. But yeah, they go around the moon, don't they, and get catapulted onto the the asteroid. So, um, yeah, it's pretty mental, really. Yeah, and then Ben obviously they go through that that sort of debris, aren't they? The space rock that's behind mm. the asteroid, and then I don't know if, if any of the listeners haven't seen this. I mean, I hope you have seen this because it's quite an old film now. But warning: if there's any spoilers, no spoiler people that hate spoilers. But I'll, I'll tell you what happens. So they go on the asteroid, and then they're trying to, you know, get through all this debris. And then I think it's either the Independence or, or Freedom. I, I can't remember. But you know, they get hit by all this debris and one of the spaceships crash lands onto the asteroid, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's the one Ben Affleck's on, isn't it? And everyone thinks, oh, God, here we go again. He's, you know, he's, he's died. Yeah, he's died, <laughs> he's yeah. He's dead, but... Um, but for someone that hasn't seen that film and you're watching that scene, there's not really a great deal of emotion coming from Bruce Willis to say that uh, is, you know, future... Son-in-law has just died, so it kind of leads you to believe that he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they, the other team land their spacecraft, don't they, and, and start start the operation, um, and start drilling the holes, don't they? And they they're sort of left on their own to do it because they think you know, the space spacecraft and the crew have, uh, have have died, but um. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit funny because, and then you then then you realise that they have well, is it, it's Ben Affleck, um, big bloke. What's his name? Uh, Michael Clark Duncan, isn't it? Uh, Rock yeah. Hounds. He. So I think it's them two and the Russian guy, isn't it? The Russian astronaut. Yeah, they, uh, they survived, don't they? Is it? Is this was Owen Wilson dying this one, doesn't he? So Owen yeah. Wilson dies along with some other. Um, uh, other astronauts, which you don't really see, isn't it? Like the extra sort of backup crew from NASA. Um, but then you get this scene now, don't you? They get into the, is it like an armadillo truck mm. with a um, with the uh, drill rig, isn't it? And all that. And he says, we should be able to drive to their location. I think they've got like a GPS or something like that. And there's a funny bit, isn't it? Where he says to the Russian, he says, have you ever seen... He goes, have you heard of Evil Knievel? And then the Russian goes, I never saw Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It's little things like that, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, it's just classic. And they basically... They make another Star Wars reference, don't they? Because they're decided on... This is earlier on in the film, before Mm -hmm. these scenes, but they're deciding on what characters are going to be. And Owen Wilson and... um, Ben Affleck, Affleck are like, yeah. well, I want to be Han Solo, and Owen <laughs> says, "No, I'm Han Solo," and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Ben Affleck says, "No, no, you're Chewbacca." <laughs> and Owen Wilson goes, "Have you ever seen Star Wars?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I say again, Owen Wilson has his part to play in this as well. Then he's earlier on because. He's at the board table and he's like talking to the national officials. Just get, let me get this straight. Just give me, just tell me what this place is going to be like. 
And he just says, just tell me, scariest place in the world, scariest place you, ever, you could ever imagine. Like that, it's gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, what it looked, it did look horrible, didn't it? There was sort of razor sharp rocks everywhere and bits of ice sticking up and yeah. really like nasty terrain to be on. It was like, um, like you say, it was like ice, but um, at the same time, it just looked like a scrap metal yard, didn't it? That had loads of spikes coming out of it and stuff, which I, I think, you know, because there's no point in us getting scientific about this, is there, really, this movie? Because as soon as you do that, you, you, you totally come away from it, don't you? <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. for for you to actually be to be able to land on the actual core of that asteroid is would be a miracle itself, wouldn't it? With all that debris and stuff. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a pilot or anything like that, but I'm sure a pilot would a little bit of debris in the air as a pilot would probably be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So sure, to have yeah. all of that floating around. Um, but thing is, as I said before, so you, you can't start thinking, start thinking like that with this film. You just, <laughs> it's going to take you into a world of hurt, isn't it? You know, you go mad, won't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I think that's the thing with with Armageddon. I think it's one of those films where I think you, you hear it did get mixed mixed um, critic reviews at the time. I understand that. But I think you just got to go, this is a fantasy film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, next to, I mean, it's, I mean, the other thing is, this could happen with an asteroid, which is kind of yeah. scary. So, um, so it kind of takes away that fantasy element because we know that this could actually happen because um, we do have asteroids that come to Earth and we have close calls and all this sort of stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, after watching this film, I'd think that, it could be plausible that NASA probably have some contingency plan now to try and deal with it this way, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as much as it is a crazy movie, it's kind of plausible in the same same way, I guess. So, um, <laughs> give, give. <laughs> Send a load of oil drillers to space. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, I remember... It, it, I always go back to that, because I remember when this film came out, at the cinema and I never actually went to go and see it at the cinema I was gutted every time I tried to go and see it I couldn't because something else came up um, but I was so intrigued by it because I thought that's such an interesting concept for a movie to actually have guys on an oil rig go and blow up an asteroid I just really liked it I just thought it was cool um, yeah I think I, I mean the whole obviously the whole concept it comes down to the method of how they're going to destroy it isn't it yeah yeah um, you know, those people were best suited for the role. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an exaggeration of what you know of what NASA probably would do to an extreme exaggeration to combat an asteroid coming to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, then, of course, you've got the, and I think this would possibly happen as well because you get like um, NASA loses contact, don't they? And then. Uh, they've got like their own contingency plan which they don't know about and that is obviously mm. to um, detonate the nuke from Earth uh, and that um, one of the actors here is actually a guy called Keith David um, he's great, he was in The Thing and uh, he plays like the um, 
oh, like the army intelligence officer or something like that, and he's basically in command of this. You know, he's like, we're gonna gonna blow this up. You know, we've got to detonate it now. Um, and then obviously that causes a lot of commotion, didn't it, up in space? Because now you've got like a film where is it the red wire or the blue wire? You know, we're gonna cut oh, this yeah. and all this sort of stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got like what two three seconds to decide haven't they? <laughs> well yeah i mean it, it, it's it's gone down to two seconds and then it's gone back to 10 and then it's gone back to 30 and then it's close to two just about as it's about to cut it you know so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you've got stuff like that um and then obviously they've got now the decision that you know They've, they've managed to drill the, is it 850 feet or something like that, into the grounds. Uh, the uh, detonator's gone, isn't it? And they, they can't detonate the nuke, so they have to like draw straws. And AJ gets oh, the yeah. short straw, doesn't he? And then I think this is yeah. where you get a little bit of the emotion come out now, don't you, between Bruce and AJ, isn't it? So he basically does the last good thing, doesn't he, where he says, you know, you make I make you make me damn proud to be your, you know, son-in-law and go and marry my daughter and all that sort of stuff in it. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, because he, he like goes down with him, doesn't he? Because he draws the short straw to go and stay on the asteroid while they've got all the guys escape. Yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, I'll come with you, mate. I'll come with you." And he goes down the lift, and then he pulls like pulls like oxygen pipe out, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. He pulls it out, um... pushes him back in the lift. <laughs> yeah. It's um, and then he gives him his mission badge, doesn't he? He says, "Give that to Truman," because he promised him that he'd, you know, never give up on him. And you can have my mission badge because Truman wanted to go up into space, didn't he? But he could never do that. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, but Billy Bob. Billy, Billy Bob Farnham. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so now AJ finds out that he really does love him, doesn't he, Bruce Willis? And it's just, you know, he's just been messing about with him all this time, hasn't he? You know. Um, and then you've got that scene now, which is, I suppose it's, I, I like, I haven't mentioned this yet already, but I kind of like the love story in this film, and I think that kind of works, and it's quite good to have that. Um, and then you've also got, like, Liv Tyler with her dad, which uh, I, I kind of get being a dad myself. And funny enough, we mentioned this the other day, didn't we? Because <laughs> when we was doing some, when we was talking about this, I actually said that I am actually Bruce Willis's age now in real life in this movie. Oh yeah, and then I'm. You're the same age as AJ, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> you're gonna chase me around, um, around the house with a shotgun, are you? Well, this is it, and I've <laughs> even got a little bit of just grey hair on the side of me, like Bruce has in that movie. Do you know what I mean? You know. I mean, to be honest, Bruce, Bruce Willis doesn't look much different now to what he did back in 1998, does he? I, I, yeah, I think he, he's aged a little bit, but no, he's still got the same sort of charm, hasn't he? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah so. Because it's like, I think Bruce Willis has always been kind of like John McClane. You know, he's kind of got that sort of swagger about him, isn't he? You know, he's, I think after he did Die Hard... He's been John McClane in most of the roles that he's done. And, yeah, um, it's yeah difficult to escape that kind of character, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, in some ways, I've I think of that um, world, isn't he? 
it's probably not a bad character to not escape from because he's a cool character. And yeah. I think most of the audience, when they go into a movie, they kind of think, well, Bruce Willis is in this film, so he's probably going to be a little bit like John McClane in this. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really have a problem with that at all, you know. <laughs> and lo and behold, he was. Because <laughs> I, I was watching this with uh, my missus the other night, and uh, obviously before this, and she came out and said the same thing. And I said, what is it? Because obviously we're getting up to the bit now where he says, you know, I think it's Bruce comes out, let's blow this thing, you know. <laughs> sort of thing, you know. <laughs> but, no even, messing around. Even Becky said, "Damn!" Uh, she, she said, "She actually said to me, she goes, you know what? I think that everybody would actually just be bought into the fact if Bruce Willis just came out and went hippie kaye, motherfucker, <laughs> bang, and they just fucking blew the fucking thing." <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think anybody else would. People would probably go, "Yeah, I love that. I love the way they just tied that in." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so yeah but it's it, it near the end well coming to the end of this film it is really I like the way they blow it up it does exactly what they think it's going to do then they splits in half misses the earth and then you've got the freedom yeah. it's just like they get into that shuttle like I did in my car this morning do you know what I mean after I had that burger you know it's like <laughs> When I was, because I went to um, my sort of B and Q car park burger van this morning, and it's just like you know, yeah, having a burger, done what I done, get in my car, start it up, <laughs> go home and do Off a podcast, you, you know, uh, and that's how they do in the show, isn't it? You know, sit back it down. Made, to yeah, Earth. it made me laugh a bit. I mean, obviously we're talking about like science and stuff like that, but yeah, they just fly off the asteroid and it blows up, and then they just sort of. Go back to Earth and land like a plane, like yeah. a normal plane lands. <laughs> <laughs> get, off, get off the get off the plane, and they're like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> just gonna change change into my orange astronaut suit because that looks cool for me to. Oh yeah, walk out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say this because like it was very clean, wasn't it? They were all very, they were all very clean when they when they came down and. My, uh, I watched this with my missus last night, and she said, oh, they've all got very white teeth, haven't they? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> really yeah. white teeth. Yeah. So that have been, you know, up in space and... Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't know how, how space affects your teeth, but they just didn't look very dirty. No. They? They, they, no. No. It's all like, <laughs> I just had a shower. <laughs> it's like a fucking aftershave advert, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon, new fragrance from men. <laughs> Sponsored by Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what it looks like, doesn't it? You know, it's all just. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a crazy move, and then on on top of that. You've then got the Aerosmith, um, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing uh, song, which is pretty cool. I can't, I kind of liked it when it came out, I still do now, I think it goes well. Every time I hear the song, I think of this movie. Um, I so, think, yeah, but most people would, you don't know, I think that's the, yeah. everyone thinks of Armageddon. The song from Armageddon and, you know, it's, oh, it's Aerosmith, yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite a sort of uplifting song, I think, you know, in it's sort of kind of different to what they what they usually do but um 
it's good to see him tied up with a movie. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that is Armageddon. Mm. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Is there anything more you want to add to this movie, Dave? We, we covered everything, mate. I think we have, but I, yeah, I mean, I just want to say, I just want to ask you what you know, what we give it out of ten, and um. Uh, oh, and actually, before we before we do that, I just want to make a an honourable uh, you know point about this film and what was it? Deep Impact, a Deep Impact, that other asteroid film came out at exactly the same time. Yeah, I'm glad you. The same right, year, wasn't it? Yeah, same year. Um, it's funny. Yeah, it's worth bringing up because we don't have an asteroid movie for like ages. Um, and I'll be honest with you if anybody can try and correct me on this but I don't think we had an asteroid movie for a long time um, the, the the one that springs to mind for me was a Sean Connery one called Meteor that came out in the 70s which is quite a good film um, but yeah we don't get have an asteroid movie and then two come out and then we've got Armageddon and Deep Impact and they kind of do the same thing Except, I think in Deep Impact, they get on straight away to try and blow it up, but it all goes wrong. And then I think it's yeah. about um, Frodo, isn't it, trying to... Yeah. <laughs> trying to get <laughs> into his... Very like, young Elijah. <laughs> you know, trying to find Gandalf and get into some sort of underground cave or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get into that girl's knickers as well, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go, Dave. That's obviously a memorable point for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they get given a baby by their mum and dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right. Okay. Skip, yeah. Let's skip the middle bit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but no, what was I saying? It, uh, that film, the only difference... I mean, I, it did confuse me when they came out um, um, when I watched them because I always used to get a bit confused by the two of them. Yeah. Because... Don't they in Deep Impact they blow up the asteroids, um, but doesn't it split into two and then another bit, you know, a chunk of it is still heading to Earth, and then they've got to the crew have to sort of sacrifice themselves, don't they? Below the yeah, that's right. You've got um, Robert Duvall, um, and I think they do it in a more sort of scientific type of way in that movie don't they because they're just wearing proper like astronaut suits aren't they and everything looks a little bit more sort of NASA-fied if that makes sense as in yeah. Armageddon they've got more fantasy type futuristic suits on haven't they um, so yeah I, I, yeah, it's bizarre though how they brought out two movies at the same time you think you might wait but I don't know I suppose everybody went asteroid crazy in the 90s with this. So. Oh, the other thing is, as well, to mention is um, Cypheria Mind. So you've got films like uh, Con Air and The Rock. Um, then, obviously, Armageddon, all produced. Well, Jerry Bruckheimer's got the tie with these movies, but the president from The Rock is the president in this movie as well. So uh, is it all happening yeah. in the same universe? That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a bit strange. So is, you know, The Rock... Oh, The Rock and Armageddon, I mean. 
a little bit of a similarity there. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I don't know whether they're, they're part of the sort of Jerry Bruckheimer multiverse or whatever. So just just a, a bit like the um, MCU, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because when I went to go and watch these films in the nineties, they kind of had the same sort of thing about them. Uh, music. I think it was like the same composer, obviously same producers and all that. So they kind of had that same sort of. Um, aesthetic about it mm. so uh, yeah just the- <coughs> excuse me <coughs> blimey <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> yeah a little bit of food for thought there so but yeah that's it um, but no what would I give this I'll probably give it a seven seven yeah. seven space shuttles out of out of ten or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd probably yeah I think I'd, I'd yeah, I'd give it a seven as well I really yeah. I really, and I do prefer it over. I, I prefer it over Deep Impact. Mm. I think it's um, gets you. I mean, for the first time, when you watch it for the first time, it gets you on the edge of your seat, doesn't it? It's like one of them kind of things. Yeah. Oh God, what's going to happen next? It goes from good to bad, to good to bad, to good to bad, doesn't it? You think, blimey. So yeah, it is exciting. It's an exciting film. Um, really worth a watch. If any listeners haven't seen it, we, you know, we're probably giving you most of the context of the story, but. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, yeah, definitely say, seven out of ten. Sun, sun, Sunday afternoon movie. There's something else to watch, and you just fancy a bit of escapism, and uh, don't take it seriously at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, it's um, not, it's, hopefully, it'll never happen to us. But and I mean, what of, would you do if there's an asteroid coming to work? Anyway, RJ, what would you do? That's another question I was going to ask. What would I do? Probably just find the nearest pub and go and get <laughs> go and get drunk <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, honestly, mate, I think we'd be screwed, wouldn't we, really? I don't think there's much we could do, especially if it was a asteroid the size of Texas that was about to hit us. So, um, oh, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. You just have to go try and make the most of what you've got. And, you know, it's a bit morbid, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> try and enjoy yourself for the last few days or whatever it is. But. Oh, this is it. I mean, I no doubt you'll probably try and do the same thing, Dave, would you? A bit like, what are you going to do this afternoon? Try and find a pub and drink some beer? Yeah. Or- in the words of uh, Simon Pegg from uh, Shaun of the Dead, I'd go down the Winchester and wait for it all to blow over. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, what, so you mean, yeah, go and save your girlfriend, go and get your mum, go and get your best mate, and we'll go down the Winchester <laughs> and wait for it all to blow over, like you're saying, you just saw, like, you got your beer in there. Yep, there you go. <laughs> End of the world, down the Winchester pub. Yeah. Oh, dear, yeah. I think that's all you could do, mate, to be honest with you, so. I'll probably I'll probably get one more day of metal detecting in Dave. Well, you probably find a, you probably find a billion pounds worth. Wait, you treasure. fucking know it, RJ, wouldn't you? Be like, oh god, I've spent it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I get that sort of double tone beat, and it'd be like 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 say a load of gold. And be like, yeah, and then boom, the old asteroids come down. That's it. <laughs> boom. That's it. That'd be just more luck. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man! So yeah, this is where Armageddon takes you, mate. Takes you into that sort of crazy place. Uh, oh dear! So there you go, guys. A bit of food for thought for you. What would you do if it was going to come and land on Earth? God forbid! <laughs> oh dear! Well, there you go, mate. Well, thanks for coming on to the show today, Dave. For that, it's uh, been a bit of fun. Like I say, we don't, guys. We don't sort. Of, we haven't sort of gone over it, sort of scene by scene or anything like that, but. 
we, me and Dave have spoken about this movie like you would do, as if we were just sat on a train going somewhere and we say, hey, did you watch that film Armageddon the other day? And we just go, yeah, remember this bit? So that's kind of how we tackled this movie and uh, brought up some fun points and crazy points and quotes and all that sort of stuff. So, And like I say, if you haven't seen the film, go and watch it, go and check it out. Uh, so what do you want to do next then, Dave? What's on the cards next? What do we say we're going to do? Um... Was it, Gladi- was it Gladiator? Oh, yeah, Gladiator, that's right. Yeah, it's Gladiator, have a look it? at yeah. that, don't we? Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need to talk about that. Um, was it I mean, you've got Maximus? your 100, 100 episode coming up soon, haven't you? I have, yeah, literally after this one. Uh, so this is episode 99. Um, so I'm going to be doing Jaws for my 100th episode. Wow. I need to talk about that film. It's a classic. One of the first blockbusters, so... I think oh, that's a really good film to do for your hundred. Yeah, I think oh, so, yeah, mate. I, I think um, I don't really know anybody that doesn't like that film, um, and scared the hat out of me up until this day. I'm always a little bit curious about going into the sea after watching that film. Although, although it hasn't affected my son. <laughs> he, he's. Nothing seems to scare him, do you know what I mean? I don't know if it's just the way I've brought him up, but um, I, I introduced him to Jaws, um, and I was kind of like, do I introduce him to it or not? Because I don't want him to be scared like I am going into water. And he watched it, and I said, did you enjoy it? He went, yeah, 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 really enjoyed it, Dad. <laughs> so what do you think of the shark? And I said, and he goes, yeah, he's uh, shark looks a bit rubbery, Dad. <laughs> like... Ah, is that it? Yeah, he goes, yeah, that's it. I was like, all oh, right, okay. Wasn't phased by it at all. I think um, sort of CGI has come on a long, a long way since then, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has done. <laughs> yeah, and so, so, have, uh, so have shark movies as well, isn't it? I mean, it's got it's got to the point now where it's got really ridiculous, isn't it? With some of these films, like. Um, I'll say again, another shout out to Dan Bone because you know he's always watching these movies. I think he was watching one called Sofa Shark or something like that the other day, or House Shark or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Megalodon or Octo Shark or something like that. Megalodon, no, the Meg. The Meg. Although I think, as I said, there are um, in between all that, there are some decent ones that come out. I think Meg's. Meg was a half decent one actually, uh, with Jason Statham. I think that was quite good, and mm-hmm. uh, also forty-seven meters down with um, uh, James's, uh, you know, your film director friend. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite film, yeah. really good. Well, I thought that was quite a good instalment um, with that. But yeah, there are some uh, crazy shark movies. But you know, are you entertained by them? Yeah. Certainly with a year that we've just had in 2020, I'll just uh, sort of change my mind a bit. Come on, go. Because, you know, I know, I've said this, uh, I think I said this before on one of the episodes, I think after 2020, those films that you went to see at the cinema and you come away and you thought, oh my God, that was crazy. Just wondering whether we'd be feeling like that now after 2020, you know, you just think, oh, I might give this a break because that's entertaining me in some ways, so... <laughs> <laughs> Films like that might just get away with it a little bit more now, do you know what I mean? So, we'll see. Yeah, but anyway, Dave, listen, um, I'll let you get down to the pub now, so I'm sure you want to go and get that beer, mate. 
<laughs> oh, I can't wait. Can't wait, oh, okay. It's been ages. Yeah. All right, it's been mate. Ages. Well, I'll come back very drunk probably later tonight. So, I'm sure uh... you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some atrocious state, I'm sure. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, hope you enjoyed that episode, uh, that crazy movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. If you have seen it, well, let us know. Put put some comments on the page, and I'll get into that now. A little bit of. Um... Oh, lost my thread there. <laughs> <laughs> take Sorry. two take two a little and bit action, of, action. Yeah. yeah that's it yeah hang on a second I've forgotten what I was going to say uh, a little bit of admin for the show I'm a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network so please go and check out all the other shows on there including my other show the Mystery Vault Podcast where I talk about the unexplained and strange stuff and you can find um, Bite Size Cinema on Spotify iTunes YouTube and several other players um, if you put in Bite Size Cinema Podcast Legion into Google. Uh, I've got a Facebook page where I'm most active, so put any comments on there, any other sort of suggestions for movies that you want me to cover. Um, so yeah, that's it guys. As always, keep it bite size, keep it safe, and I'll see you soon. show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.